and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, I am always happy to have you. We got a ton to discuss right now, though, happening. There's some breaking news that we have to uh, cover. Uh, It appears that the Senate has a gun compromise legislation proposed. We do not have legislative text. That's key here. Uh, But there appears to be, according to Republican Senator Bill Cassidy, a mental health provision that will be put in the gun package. Republicans have not yet decided whether or not they're going to want to see offset spending cuts to pay for whatever that mental health component is going to be. Additionally, uh, beyond that, uh, Senator Tillis, Republican of North Carolina, says he feels, quote, we're very close to an agreement on gun safety, uh, there, he's not receiving significant pushback on the idea to have more background check scrutiny for firearms buyers under the age of 21. A lot of people think it is reasonable. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, also a Republican, says while he is opposed to a federal uh, age hike of 21 for rifles, he supports it at the state level. He signed it into law, thinks it will get done faster and be better at the state level to do, but is not opposed to some gun restrictions. Now, what we're not going to see is a ban. What we're not going to see is is an assault weapon ban, the so-called assault weapons ban. We're not going to see restrictions on ARs. We're not going to see restrictions on handguns. What we may see is a more thorough background check if you're under 21 and want to buy guns. We may possibly see if you're under 21, you have to wait uh, to get the gun. That is a rumor, but there is no certainty that that's actually going to happen. Uh, What we will not see is any significant changes to the ability to buy guns for anyone over the age of 21. Again, if you're just tuning in, It appears Republicans and Democrats in the Senate have the outline of a gun agreement on gun safety. There will be a mental health component. Republicans are arguing amongst themselves as to whether or not they want spending cuts to pay for it. It appears they are considering uh, more background check scrutiny for firearms buyers under the age of 21. It does not appear that they will curtail the purchasing age for a rifle, uh, raising it to 21 at the federal level. Republicans are saying that should be done at the state level. It does not appear there will be an assault weapons ban. It does not appear there will be any significant curtailment of gun rights in the country uh, beyond uh, background check scrutiny for people under the age of 21. Now, that could change. Importantly, there is no legislative text out right now. There is no legislative text There is nothing out as far as legislation is proposed, but it is uh, Republicans are signaling there are 60 votes for some level of gun law changes in the country, in addition to increased mental health funding in the country. Uh, We do not know about school safety. That appears Republicans are trying to get that in. We don't know yet. And again, there's no legislative text yet, so it's all subject to change. And also... There's a larger issue that has to be dealt with of will the House of Representatives, will the the 
House will the um, Democrats in the House go along with a compromise plan that actually gets something done, or will they prefer to grandstand on the issue and use the issue to campaign on instead? And this happens a lot, where they demand things the Republicans will never go along with so that they can use it as an attack in the in a general election campaign, even though they could get a deal done. My suspicion is Democrats in the House will want to campaign on the issue and not get anything done. I, if they prove me wrong, okay. But that's my guess. Now, again, it's it's very much important for everyone here to realize, understand, recognize, and acknowledge that what is not happening, what we are not going to see, is a major comprehensive change to gun laws in the country. That's not going to happen. And I I hate to put it so crassly to people, but we need to talk about something else and relay it in a particular way Um, because I I, want to give you a, a broader, more thorough perspective on what's happening. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. I need that timestamp here so you can understand. On Thursday, June 9th, The House of Representatives Select Committee on January 6th is going to meet in primetime televised hearings that all the major news networks except Fox News are going to cover. Fox News uh, is saying it is not going to waste its time. I don't understand why they should. This is um, from Deadline. When the January 6th committee holds its first primetime hearing on Thursday, Fox News will stay with its primetime lineup of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram. The proceedings will air on Fox Business. The hearing starts at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday with broadcast networks planning to preempt their regular scheduled programming to cover the proceedings. Fox News' Brett Baer and Martha McCallum instead will anchor the coverage on Fox Business. Later on Fox News, they will be joined by Shannon Bream for a two-hour reaction special starting at 11 p.m. preempting Gutfeld. Fox News is also offering live streams without authentication and feeds to Fox broadcast affiliates of the coverage. You will note that the congressional Democrats and the media and the pundit class have insisted on a prime time viewing by the American public. They want maximum exposure. Now, I don't mean to put this crassly. I I, I don't mean to offend. I don't mean to enrage or, or... or hurt your sensibilities. But can I be blunt with you? A nation that moves on from the mass murders of elementary school students multiple times in this country is not a nation that's going to care at all about the January 6th hearing. You may not like that. You may consider that a damning indictment on the American public, but it's true. 
We've had Sandy Hook. We've had Parkland. I guess that was high school, not elementary school. We've had Uvalde, Texas. The The Senate will do something. There will be no uh, assault weapons ban. There will be no major restrictions on the Second Amendment right of this country. And by the way, I, I agree. I don't think there should be. I think the problem is a mental health issue. It's not an access to gun issue. Uh, th- this person was deeply screwed up. We need to rebuild the family, not take away Second Amendment rights. But a country that moves on from the shootings at elementary schools is not a country that's going to give one wit about a bunch of idiots storming the United States Capitol and accomplishing exactly nothing. One person died. She was trying to break through a window to get into the speaker's lobby to open doors for the mob. They shot and killed her. She thinks she was a hero. She died thinking she was on the right side. She wasn't, by the way. She wasn't. And I know there are people who try to rewrite history and claim that she was. She was not. She was a conspiracy theorist on the bad side of history. God bless her, her memory, and the service she gave to this country before going down the rabbit hole. But she's the only person who died that day. Now, I realize the Democrats want you to believe a bunch of police officers were killed that day. That's not actually true. Some were hurt on the job. Yes, that's true. We shouldn't minimize that. But it wasn't a bunch of elementary school children getting gunned down. The nation moves on from that. We will move on from January 6th. The uh, pundit class and the press and the Democrats want you to obsess about January 6th. They want you to care. If you live within 100 miles of Washington, D.C., and you're a Democrat or on TV as a talking head, you probably care greatly about January 6th. Everywhere else in the country, you care more about putting gas in your car. You care more about buying groceries. You care more about your job and the economic turmoil of this country. You care more about a whole lot of other things than you care about January 6th. The only people who care about January 6th are the people in the media who insist that you care. The same bullies who attack you during Pride Month for not caring enough and wearing a rainbow flag on your jersey for a baseball team are the people who demand you care about about January 6th. The out-of-touch elitists of America care greatly. Nobody else gives a damn about January 6th at this point. The economy is in shambles. COVID is rearing its head again. I don't know if y'all knew that. There's another COVID surge in the country. I was supposed to have dinner last night with someone who got COVID and couldn't come to dinner. It's happening. Not that you or I care about it, but it's happening uh, in, in blue areas of the country. They desperately care that COVID is surging again. Meanwhile, gas has every single day hit another record high. And the Democrats and the press want you to care about January 6, 2021, when they don't care about the summer of 2022. They're making all sorts of excuses for Joe Biden. They're making all sorts of excuses as if everything is out of his hands. He can't do anything. It's none of it is his fault. Please spare Joe the blame. And by the way, care desperately, please, about January 6th. That's just not going to work. It's just not going to happen. There are things you desperately care about, and the media doesn't care about those things. There are things you desperately care about, and the Democrats do not care about those things. There are things you desperately care about, and the president does not care. Period. And they're going to make you try. They're going to try to force you. A nation that moves on from school shootings, from mass shootings, is a nation that is going to move on from January 6th. The United States press corps and the Democrats, by the way, the Democrats have hired the former head of ABC News to choreograph, script, and message, and narrate 
the hearings, the public hearings at 8 p.m. on Thursday. They are doing this by design to tie January 6th to the Republicans and the Democrats, or tie to, to the Republicans and Donald Trump. Most Americans aren't going to watch. They will get bored very quickly. It will be performance art for the Democrats. Democrats will care, but here's the thing the Democrats and the media forget. The people who care greatly about January 6th are the people who already are voting Democrat, and there aren't enough of them to matter. The nation has moved on because the nation can't move forward without filling up their tank with gas. That matters greatly. The fact that the president and the Democrats and the American press corps do not understand this or understand it but think you must care about this. The bottom line is very simple. You are on a daily basis impacted by gas prices. You are on a daily basis impacted by inflation. You are on a daily basis impacted by the supply chain. My wife has a Mac laptop. It broke last month. Video card went bad. It's been a month. She can't get it back because the parts are in short supply. Apple is having supply chain problems. Apple is having supply chain problems. And they want you to care about something that did nothing. They want you to care about something that did nothing. If we're crass, honest, and cruel about it, and I don't mean to be cruel, but it's true, it didn't do anything. Donald Trump didn't become president of the United States. He was not able to forestall Joe Biden's election. The people who think the election is stolen, there will always be people who think the election was stolen. For God's sakes, the Democrats think 2016 was stolen and 2018 was stolen from Stacey Abrams. It didn't stop the actual outcome. But they want you to care because they care because they were emotionally traumatized and you're not. And they hate you because you're not emotionally traumatized. And they want you to be emotionally traumatized by live television hearings scripted by the former president of ABC News. It's not going to do a damn good any good, and you're going to be the bad guy when it's over because the media is going to turn on you for not caring sufficiently about your democracy when you elect Republicans in November. And the reason you will elect Republicans in November is not because you don't care about democracy, but because you care greatly about the economy that was fine when Donald Trump was in the White House and went in the crapper when Joe Biden got there. And they don't understand that. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, more importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, you can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. 
It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities LLC, member FINRA Civic. You know, I, I, I got to say, one of the problems with the press and the Democrats, I often come back to this issue of the bubble and the bubble the Democrats are in. You know, if you text the word data to 33777, you'll get a couple of links back. And the bottom one is to my uh, daily email and show notes. And, and you can see in today's piece that I wrote about uh, j- how the Democrats and the media are obsessed about this January 6th issue and other issues. And, and they can't understand the public isn't. The Democrats have a problem right now, and, and it's played out in the polls, and it's one they, they can't seem to understand. Uh, they want you to care about abortion and Roe v. Wade. They want you to care about guns, gun violence, and gun control. They want you to care about January 6th. They want you to care about all these things, and, and they're upset that you are focused on just the economy and can't multitask and at least mitigate your outrage. You, on the other hand, are furious. The Democrats are obsessed with abortion, guns, and January 6th and not paying attention to the economy. When we come back, there's a story out. Joe Biden, you know, his big fix for the economy, solar panels. He's going to allow the importation of solar panels from China. That That's it. Wait till you hear how he's doing it. There's a real disconnect in the bubble that Democrats and the media tend to dwell in together, and they don't seem to understand it is their Achilles heel, and it's playing out in the public right now. This is not to say that Republicans, conservatives, don't get in a bubble. We sometimes hear things on Fox News repeatedly and Newsmax. We get into our own echo chamber. Uh, We're unchallenged on our side, but that's not hurting us right now. It is desperately hurting the Democrats and the media together because they are obsessed about all of these things like Roe v. Wade. They're obsessed about guns and they're obsessed about January 6th. And the reason they're obsessed with them, and you need to understand this, is that they care about the issue being used to benefit them in November. They are looking for a way out of their current mess. Here is Yamichi Alsandor. I think the, the biggest challenge for lawmakers here as they talk about these sort of huge ideas of American democracy and sort of the experiment that we're all living and benefiting from possibly being brought to his knees is whether or not they can make people care, Andrea. There are so many things that people are juggling between gas prices and inflation, baby formula, abortion and, and the shootings that are happening. These lawmakers are going to try to now have a narrative to focus the country's attention to say, look at this thing. Do not turn away and understand that while all those other things are really, really important, the foundation of our country, what makes our country function, is the democracy that we have to protect. And they're going to have to do that in the face of Republicans who are lying still about the 2020 election and who are getting elected and installing people who have um, the really motivations that were that were what happened and, and why people broke into the Capitol in the first place. Yeah. 
notice her bias there. Here's Ryan Nobles from CNN. The committee's going to have a, have a lot of attention. This is a primetime hearing that's going to take place at 8 o'clock. There could be as many as six or seven more hearings after that. Uh, and it's largely going to be a controlled message, even though there are Republicans on the panel. Uh, these Republicans and Democrats are working in unison. That means there's going to be no opposition voices during these hearings. No opposition voices in the hearings. It's staged and scripted, and they want you to care. And you will not care about that. You will not care about the end of Roe v. Wade. You will not care about guns and gun violence, because every single week when you go fill up your car with gas, that's what you care about, and you are thoroughly enraged by it. And they can't get that inside their bubble, and it's going to cost them in ways that today they will realize, and it'll be too late for them to course correct. I'll explain that when we come back. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you should like to be on this year program, is 877-973-7425-877-973-7425. Happy to take your phone calls. As always, I got to talk to you about something boring. You, you, you know, a radio show should never say, oh, I'm going to bore you to death. I'm not really going to bore you to death. But it's it's one of those minutia bits of revealing details about, well, Washington. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, has decided to invoke the Defense Procurement Act to expedite the production of solar panels. Uh, Now, the Defense Procurement Act, you need to know, is a wartime power. It was used to bring over some baby formula uh, and expedite getting the Abbott Lab or Abbott plant back online, which is now, by the way, fully back online. Uh, But it's not really relevant to an arguably unconstitutional use of the Defense Procurement Act to bring in solar panels from China. I got to tell you, I didn't think Jen Psaki was a great White House press secretary, but she is certifiably Albert Einstein to the Albert E. Newman um, version of the White House press secretary we have now. Taking a step back from that, what emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War and during COVID it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act? Um, so let me, uh, I was going to say first, the president, you know, when he takes the Defense Production Act, it's to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times and it has been incredibly effect- effective. Uh, so uh, for this particular Clean Energy Defense uh, Production Act, uh, he is invoking the Defense Production Act to rapidly expand per, uh, domestic production uh, of solar panel parts, building ins- insulation, heat pumps, and more. He is putting the full force uh, of the federal government's purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers. And he is providing U.S. solar uh, deployers uh, the short-term stability they need to build clean energy uh, projects and deliver more affordability energy to American families and business. Altogether, uh, these historic actions will cut cost uh, for American families. I mean, I, I'm just going to stop there. That That's a word salad. That's just a word salad. Uh, former governor and energy secretary Rick Perry was asked about using the Defense Procurement Act uh, to deal with renewable energy. 
What's the emergency in the uh, renewable industry that you would put the DPA to work? Uh, and, and this is a section of our our power industry that produces at max about 20%. So the idea that they're going to go use the DPA uh, in the solar and in the wind side of things is, is just beyond me. Uh, if you really wanted to make a difference, what you would have done is sent the message early on in this administration of, listen, we're going to – uh, we're, we're going to be a partner with the energy industry. But what they did is they sent the clear message of we don't like the fossil fuel industry, we don't like the nuclear industry. And actually, when you look at it, the wind and the solar people out there, uh, they've got their own challenges as well because of the not-in-my-backyard mentality that you see in a lot of these places when you start putting in big wind farms or you start putting in big solar uh, facilities, uh, the local community stops them. So if you don't support fossil fuels and if you don't support nuclear energy you are going to be in a fool's errand to try to fuel uh, this country and certainly the world so uh, they're getting it wrong in so many different ways it's it's it is stunning they are getting it wrong Using the Defense Procurement Act to bring in solar panels, by the way, also angers uh, labor unions. Labor unions are already telling Biden, don't get rid of the Trump-era tariffs. Uh, This is from Axios. Uh, By filing an official comment with the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative Monday evening, union leaders are going public with what they've been saying in private. They expect Joe Biden to keep all of Donald Trump's tariffs in place. Our government must act in the national interest to strengthen our economy for the future, writes Thomas Conway, president of the United Steelworkers, in a comment uh, filed with the Labor Advisory Committee for Trade Negotiations. Uh, But fiddling with Trump's tariffs is one of the few dials the president has that can marginally impact the inflation rate, which sits at 8.3% and is spooking the Democrats. Uh, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo on Sunday said it made sense to lift some of Trump's tariffs and mentioned products like bicycles. But solar panels, this is a real problem for Joe Biden. He is using the Defense Procurement Act Uh, something that's supposed to be used in wartime and in emergencies to bring in solar panels from China into this country for a climate change cult. In so doing, do you know where the Chinese make their solar panels? They make them in the Uyghur provinces and they use slave labor to make them. By bringing in solar panels from China, Joe Biden is actually physically, literally harming a group of people who are already persecuted in China. The Chinese will use them as slave labor to make these solar panels. These solar panels will use uh, minerals and and uh, deposits and rare earth metals, the extraction of which the Chinese will actually harm the environment to get. They will make the situation in China worse. They will make it worse for a group of people in China, and they will do so to not even marginally improve the lives of Americans. It's all for show for a climate cult. This doesn't improve the economy. This doesn't improve inflation. This doesn't lower energy prices in the country. It doesn't do a damn thing in this country, and Joe Biden's going to do it because of the climate change cultists in this country who are otherwise freaked out about the climate. It's absolutely bizarre. It makes no sense. They could be expediting nuclear power in this country. And by the way, 
unlike with the solar panels that are bought in China, if we were to build, start building nuclear plants in this country, if Joe Biden got behind nuclear plants, you know what you would do? You would increase actually the sciences in this country. You would increase a class of engineers in this country we increasingly do not possess. Down in Georgia, near Augusta, where the uh, Masters are played, which, by the way, I've applied for Masters tickets again this year in the lottery. I expect for the 23rd year in a row to be disappointed. Nonetheless, I applied, sucker that I am. South of Augusta, they're building a nuclear power plant. It is the only active nuclear project being constructed in the entire United States. The United States, because of this, has lost nuclear engineering capability and brain power to China. It is a national security issue. China intends to build a massive array of nuclear power plants. We have the technology, the capability, the research and science in this country to build a new class of nuclear power plant. But we have chosen as a country not to do that because we have not gotten the powers that be in Washington aligned. At the end of the Trump administration, Donald Trump decided to move forward with a plan to build more nuclear power plants in this country. The environmental freaks in this country gutted it when Joe Biden became president because they're in a climate cult that says we have to do something, but you can't do that. They're like the meatloaf of science. They'll do anything for climate change, but they won't do that. They won't grow nuclear. In addition, this president wants to hold us hostage to third world powers who are not necessarily our friends and get them to extract more oil from the planet so we can be virtue signaling leftists in the United States unable to extract the oil from our own country. It is mind-boggling to me that the left in this country want to embolden Venezuela and Iran and even Saudi Arabia that they don't like so that we don't develop our own energy resources in this country. Gas is at an all-time high, and their solution is to bring solar panels in. You know you can't power your car with a solar panel. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you put a solar panel on top of your car, it's not going to do you a bit of good to get the car going. It's not. Jimmy Carter, when he was president, put solar panels on the White House. Uh, the press and the left were furious when Ronald Reagan got rid of them. They didn't work. They were not efficient at all. Solar panels today in the 21st century are far more efficient than those of the 1970s, but they're not that good. They're still not that good. They're better. They're just not great. And yet that's what this president is going to do. He's going to use the Defense Procurement Act not to produce more oil, not to build nuclear power plants that can handle baseload energy, not to bring in more baby formula for starving kids, not to lower food prices, not to fix the supply chain. He's using the Defense Procurement Act to bring in solar panels. We have a White House. We have a presidential administration that has gone so far to the left that they have lost their brains. You know, uh, leftists are famously, uh, they, they complain about intolerance, that they want to be tolerant. Now, they're tolerant of everything except the views that disagree with them. And, well, we're intolerant of intolerance, they say, and everything they disagree with is intolerance. But they want you to have an open mind about everything. The problem is the same people who believe that boys can become girls have a brain and mind that is so open their brain fell out. 
They're so open-minded, they don't have a brain anymore. G.K. Chesterton, the philosopher, said the problem with not believing in God is not that you'll believe in nothing, but that you'll believe in anything. And uh, we see this with these uh, pagan atheists in charge of the White House. They will absolutely believe that using the Defense Procurement Act to bring solar panels in from China while hurting the Uyghurs, enslaving that population, causing further persecution and environmental destruction in Asia will somehow bring about lower prices in this country because it's just because. Well, well, why? Because. No, you, there's got to be an underlying reason. Yes, because. Because is the word, but there's no there there. What more can we expect from a feeble-minded 80-year-old who is steered by his staff in Washington, D.C. to the decisions they wish him to make? The man won a campaign against Donald Trump by staying in his basement, and we are reminded every day why he stayed in his basement. And now the solution to lower prices in this country is to use the Defense Procurement Act to bring solar panels from a communist regime that is increasingly hostile to us. They don't have any ideas. They are so committed to left-wing ideology, they can't fix the problems that left-wing ideology has caused. And all of our economic woes at this moment are caused by a left-wing ideology that is devoid of basic economic sense. Jonah Goldberg wrote his book, Liberal Fascism. It's been years ago now. It's a great book. I, I highly recommend you read Liberal Fascism. One of the points he makes is that historically progressives don't have a sense of history because everything is always new always evolving. They don't have to have a sense of history. And in their lack of a sense of history, they don't have to understand basic economics. They don't have to understand Hayek. They don't have to understand Friedman. They don't have to understand uh, Adam Smith. They don't have to understand history. They don't have to understand basic economics because everything is always new. And so in everything being always new, they always make the same old mistakes. And the mistakes they're making now or the mistakes they made in the 1970s with Jimmy Carter. And they are desperately afraid of being seen as the second coming of Jimmy Carter. And in being so desperately afraid of being seen as the second coming of Jimmy Carter, they've become the second coming of Jimmy Carter. They have an entire right-wing hemisphere of, of thinkers now arrayed against them. They have increasingly a bunch of centrists and moderates arrayed against them. And they've got businesses arrayed against them like Patriot Mobile, where if you go to Patriot Mobile and you take your business to Patriot Mobile, Patriot Mobile will take a portion of their profits and dedicate it to the conservative movement, to the Second Amendment movement, to the pro-life movement, to the conservative movement, to conservative candidates. They help you maximize your dollars, first, by giving you really good deals on cell phone, and second, by moving portion of their profits generated by you to the conservative movement. So you're on two fronts. you got a great cell phone service, and you know your excess dollars that generate their profits are going to the conservative movement. What are you waiting for? Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You get free activation with my name. You can bring over your existing phone number, get a new phone number from them. Take your unlocked phone, bring a, bring a new phone in, get a new phone from them, and they have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So if you have any questions, you can call them and talk to an American human being. You call 972-PATRIOT, tell them I sent you, 
You get free activation with my name or just go to their website. It's super easy. It is patriotmobile.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Get free activation with a great company. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program? Well, I got data for you. I mentioned this to you yesterday. We now have more data. Uh, It is a 15,000 migrant uh, wave headed to the United States. Joe Biden is hosting the Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles as he is hosting these 15,000 migrants in a caravan are headed north. There were 11,000. They are expected to swell to 15,000. They come from Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua. Uh, Three countries whose authoritarian rulers are not at the event. Uh, The Mexican president said he is not going to attend the event to protest Cuba, Nicaragua, and and Venezuela not being present. And they're going to overwhelm the American border. This is being covered mostly by conservatives right now, but the national media will have to pay attention as we have yet another situation of a massive wave of immigrants coming to the country. It's also notable that uh, during the Trump administration, and I was guilty of this as well, I presume there was some group out there organizing these people to try to cause havoc for Donald Trump in 2018. Well, they're doing it to Joe Biden as well. So if there is, it's nonpartisan, but they're coming. They're going to overwhelm the border. Not a lot Joe Biden intends to do about it. He still wants to re, uh, resend Trump-era policies. And so you break it, you buy it, Mr. President. You're going to have to deal with this. You've provided incentives now for these people to come. And they're coming, 15,000 migrants headed towards the United States, a huge caravan walking, just as they did when Donald Trump was president. Uh, when Donald Trump was president, Joe Biden assailed him for his cruelty towards these people. We will see what Joe Biden does differently Nothing, I suspect, um, unless he's going to allow them to come into the country and roam free and in so doing just hurt himself further in the run up to the elections. And you have to keep in mind, uh, you've got the senators for Nevada, Arizona and, um, and, and Georgia swing states all immigration is a big issue for voters in those states. This hurts the Democrats this time. And Biden is not going to react differently than he did last time, which means these Democrats are probably toast because of it. They got to have known this was coming. I mean, I, I y'all, I, I got to admit, um, I really, when Trump was president, assumed it was some Soros-funded group or some other group that was funneling these people up to the border to make Trump look bad and agitate people, and yet they're still coming now. So I was clearly wrong then, uh, which, I mean, I kind of knew towards the time that, that uh, shortly thereafter that I was wrong, but a lot of people continued to believe it. And now here come these migrants again, and the Democrats are completely flat-footed. You've got the, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. Um, the senator from Nevada. Adam Laxalt is running against her. He's the Republican everybody's rallied behind. And this Nevada senator is freaking out about these migrants coming because it turns out Hispanic voters in Nevada deeply despise a massive wave of illegal voters or illegal immigrants coming because they're afraid they'll come in and take their jobs. So they're voting for the Republicans all of a sudden. 
And you got Raphael Warnock in Georgia, who's been pro illegal immigration and amnesty, suddenly changing his tune. The polling for Democrats is a disaster on this issue, and they do not know how to bring it to an end because Joe Biden keeps making it worse. When we come back, the Democrats are on defense big time across the nation. I got some audio for you.